The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, 15th chapter. Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Just then, a Canaanite woman from the region came out and started shouting, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But he did not answer her at all. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she keeps shouting after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. He answered, It is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Dear friends in Christ, grace and peace to you from Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. In today's reading from Matthew that we heard Bernie just read moments ago, we find Jesus in Gentile territory, not to preach, but to escape the enormous crowds that have been following him as he continues to amaze and astonish those around him, feeding 5,000 plus people, 5,000 plus women and children, and of course, walking on water. According to our reading today, Jesus' plan was to go to the Jewish people first and then later to the Gentiles, but a persistent and courageous Gentile woman took a risk and interrupted his plan. Now this woman, living just beyond the borders of Israel, is of the heritage of those who were the most unwanted of the unwanted. She was seen and considered less than, whose place at best was on the margins of society. That in and of itself was enough for people around her to ignore her and cast her aside, to dismiss her. But the fact that she was also a woman who is not to speak to a man in public, only adds to her courage and the controversial dialogue that is to come. Not only does she approach Jesus, but she pesters him. She makes a public scene around him. She kneels and she begs him to heal her daughter, who is possessed by an unclean spirit. At first, Jesus ignores her request on the grounds that he had come only for Jewish people, which created this uncomfortable exchange of words between the two. Now, I must admit, this text would be significantly easier to accept if the dogs in which Christ so harshly referred to were those whom many of us have come to love as our favorite canine companions. Mine happens to be an 18-month-old fox-red Labrador named Rhea Nokomis. 
Here is a picture of her when she was just a little younger. That's your ah moment for the day. And like many dog and pet owners, I am convinced that she is the world's greatest Labrador, the world's greatest dog, with a personality and disposition second to none. Now I confess, I may be biased towards Rhea, but the truth is, I am also realistic. She is a sweetheart, but she is a dog. And more specifically, she is a puppy, which presents its own set of challenges. Now, it is worth noting that most, not all, of her shortcomings are a result of human error rather than her own. Food left out within her reach and socks not where they are supposed to be, which makes them an easy target for her to seek and destroy. But despite some of the challenges that come with being a dog owner, the unconditional love and affection that she exudes is worth every annoyance. She is protective, but once she knows and trusts you, she will eagerly greet you with a wagging tail and a massive amount of energy that can make even the worst day just a little better. But in today's gospel reading, our beloved canine companions are not the dogs to which Jesus Christ so harshly speaks about. The dogs to which Jesus referred to were not like Rhea or those in your family, but the Canaanite woman. She is the dog, and so was every Gentile in the land. They, they are the dogs. It was an offensive metaphor used to insult or degrade those for whom it was intended. In this case, each and every non-Jewish person. In other words, this person, this woman, had no business being in the presence of a Jew, let alone Jesus. For Jesus said, let the children, let Israel first be fed. Jesus knew his primary focus was to go to the Jewish people first, then to the Gentiles. And yet, in the midst of this woman's persistent struggle, we begin to see a courageous and persistent faith. We begin to see a change of attitude and a change of direction. We also see a side of Jesus we have not seen before. In the biblical story, Jesus is the one who encourages people to change their assumptions, to change their behaviors, their course. But in this story, standing before an unsympathetic Jesus and his disciples, this woman, full of courage, is the one who refuses to back down. She keeps right on nipping at Jesus' heels. She is the one who challenges Jesus to change his assumptions, his expectations, his behavior, and in turn, change his direction. 
Undeterred, she begs for mercy and healing. She takes Christ's metaphor and turns it back on him. Children get fed before the dogs? You've got that right, Lord. But even the dogs get to eat the children's crumbs. Even the pets get the scraps that fall from their master's table. While it would be wrong to feed the dogs food that the children need, it was not uncommon for dogs to eat what children dropped under the table. In other words, this woman is saying that even on Jesus' terms, there should be something from him. Some scrap. Some scrap of grace. Some scrap of mercy for someone like her. A beggar. It is believed Martin Luther's last reported written words were simply this. We are beggars. This is true. Like the Canaanite woman living on the margins of society, marginalized or not, we too are beggars before God. We too are beggars for God's grace and mercy, fully undeserving yet fully given freely to you and me. I cannot help but think right then and there, kneeling, begging before Jesus that this woman's words, her persistence, her courage, and Jesus' eventual response revealed to everyone then as it does today that the God's kingdom is far bigger than anyone could possibly imagine. That is what this story is about. It challenges anyone who believes that God's grace and mercy are restricted to a chosen few, a certain select group, insider versus outsider. Jesus' change of direction and eventual response to the woman's persistent and courageous faith destroys those assumptions and reveals to you and me that God's love, God's reach, goes far beyond our comprehension, far beyond our understanding. There are no boundaries. So you and me should not create them. As Christians... Though it can be tempting, we should never draw lines in the sand. Whether at school, at work, at home, in our community, or in the world, saying who's in and who's out, or who's better, or who's worse, who's more than or less than, because if we do, Jesus more often than not will be standing on the other side. God's reach goes far beyond ours. And thank God it does. These past five months have been like no other. They have been filled with a multitude of emotions and challenges for each one of us. The pandemic has not stopped the challenges. Many of them were there before, and many of them will be thereafter. 
My hope and prayer this day is that we can live with the same courage, the same courageous and persistent faith as the Canaanite woman. That we can boldly say, have mercy on me, Lord, knowing and trusting that God is there with us in our joys and in our struggles. For the gift of new life for our children and grandchildren, Lord, have mercy for families, their joys, and their struggles. Lord, have mercy for students, teachers, school staff, and administrators. Lord, have mercy for healthy behavior in our relationships and in our differences. Lord, have mercy for the sick, the addicted, the dying, the grieving, and the lonely, and those in recovery. Lord, have mercy for relationships, for marriages, for those struggling in them. Lord, have mercy for social and racial healing and peace. Lord, have mercy for the marginalized and the beggar. Lord, have mercy. Feel free to add your own petition to this list. Knowing the mercy we ask for is the same mercy that we must give to others. Lord, have mercy and make us merciful. So may we have the persistence and courage to name and recognize our own needs, but also the needs of others. And in turn, reach out with the same love, compassion, grace, and mercy to those around us. The same grace and mercy that God showed the Canaanite woman and has shown and given us through Jesus Christ our Lord, each and every day. Let it be so. Amen.